Today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC Fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck, and there's a pair of DMC Fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC Fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC Fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFF THE BLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two 100s in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. You must have been living under a rock recently if you hadn't seen all of the college racing over in the US, especially on social media, it's been going off. So I thought what better way to find out more than to have on the podcast some of the young Aussie stars who are over there. Amongst all the action, we've got two returning guests to the show and one first timer as I introduce my special guest for today, representing Arizona State. I feel like I'm introducing a game. Representing <laughs> Arizona State, Miss Charlie Brown, representing Ohio State, Alex Quash. And for the first time on Off the Blocks, representing Alabama, Mr. Charlie Hawk. Char- guys, how are you? You're good. Good. Very Thanks nice. for having us on. No, well, yeah, we we're just good. talking before we started, weren't we? And, and, and this never happens, being able to get, uh, you know, three people at the same time and you guys aren't all in the same area. So uh, I'm excited to have you guys on. Um, with all the stuff that's been going on lately, Charlie Brown, I'll start with you. How have you been going over there? Oh, really good. I I love it over here. Um, we just had our Pac-12s, like my season's come to an end, but just the college experience is so great. I actually had my mum came and surprised me out here right before um, PAX started. We ran into her at the airport and that just made this season so great. And I'm so happy. I'm loving it here. Very nice. And Charlie Hawk, what about you, mate? How you been? Good. Yeah, pretty much the same way as, uh, as Charlie Brown. Yeah, just loving it. It's been such a like incredible experience like so much learning over here it's pretty different to back home and um yeah it's been such a such a crazy experience and it, i'm looking forward to the next three years and even longer over here it's been it's definitely been um quite the what it's six seven months we've been here now it's definitely been amazing yeah nice Quashi, what about you mate both charlie's pretty much summed it all up right but um a lot of things just coming at you from different angles it's really like hectic the entire experience and Pretty sure you're only like brushing on the tip of the iceberg, honestly, because I feel like the more we get into um, American life, it kind of gets a bit more crazy. 
Well, we talked about um, before, you know, I could have played this two ways. I could have pretended to know everything. And let's be honest, I've got no idea about what goes on over there. So what I thought would be good for you guys to individually is if you could describe college swimming and racing for the people back home like me who have no idea about it, you don't have to do a big essay on it. Like if you could describe it, I think Quashi sent me a, um, a good way of describing it the other day. I won't say it because it might give away his his answer. He might just use that again now. That's but, what I can say. <laughs> he was just saying it was like um, state teams on steroids and stuff like that. Like it was just, you know, it, it was epic. So, yeah, for all the people at home listening, um, if you could describe sort of college swimming and racing to us, uh, Charlie Hawk, how would you do it? Uh, I mean, I think the way Quachi described it is pr- almost like perfect. It's just, it's mm-hmm. fast, it's technical, it's always on, especially at those like big conference meets. I know we're all from different conferences, so I'm sure we sort of experience it slightly differently, but you know, it, you've got to step up and swim fast all the time, whether it's at a little dual meet, you know, um, obviously not every dual meet is going to be against the best competition, but you always got to step up, swim fast or if it's in the morning, you know, just to get back and make A finals, it's, you know, it's fast, 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 it's go. You know, everything's really got to be like, you've got to be on your game 24 7 um, for the, you know, three to five days that you're at a big meet. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just always on, always go. Um, just really very little room for mistake, which is a, a good way to sort of get into your headspace. Mm, yeah, nice. Alex, what about you, mate? Um, yeah, so telling off um, Charlie there, um, it's it's different in the sense that in like such an individual sport, there's such a like team like nature to it now. So for instance, straight off the bat, we had like rivalries with like Indiana and Michigan, the team up north, and um, I know the beef just kind of escalates to like really aggressive nature type thing. Like our coach get our coaches get really into it, or the other athletes get into it. But at the end of the day, it's hella fun, like, um, and you get a lot from it. You, you kind of, like, um, push more competitive natures out of yourself. And if anything, I think just off the state team thing that I said last time, um, back at state teams, we had, like, what was it, eight of each age group or, like, bracket of age group for each one, whereas this is, like, a whole team type thing. Because, like, back in the state teams, I probably knew about, like, seven or eight of the guys on the um, on the New South Wales team like closely and then outside of that there was either too young or there's a girl side or something like that but this is like a close-knit family and it's literally we had like 16 of us 20 of us rocking up to big tens and trying to fight for like title over Michigan title of Indiana but there's a lot of like rivalries and competitive college sport you know atmosphere yeah no mate it sounds good it sounds like it's although it's fun and it's a team environment it sounds intense as well which is fun it's almost mm-hmm. like taking swimming and making it like a, a football game type uh vibe good, charlie yeah. brown what about yourself oh it's incredible just yeah the rivalries we have arizona state has a big rivalry with u of a um university of arizona and it's it's really full-on like just take so serious like um at our packs just being part of the team and the dual meets the rivalries at the dual meets it's just all about getting points for your team so I'm like most of the time it doesn't even matter what times you're doing um it's just about getting your hand on the wall 
before someone else and that's so exciting I think it's so good it really changes your mentality towards it as well it's a different sort of like you're racing and it's different it's new it's fun and yeah Alex like explained the team spirit really well it's all about just pushing your teammates to that next level to get those points and yeah it's good now I want to touch on um, racing for a minute and Alex I'll, I'll start with you mate how's your racing been individually obviously for Ohio State we mentioned that how's your racing been how did the team go obviously if you do follow Alex if you're a friend or, or family member obviously you've got a fair idea but if for the listeners who don't how's the team yeah. been going and your individual performances mate how'd you how'd you find yourself in the last set of few weeks um so we had B10s just last week and that was really overwhelming like the meet itself was up there with a lot of other ones that i've had in my career and stuff like that but as a team whole we came second um in the big tens to indiana we we got we came really close by the last day but um i was really happy and the team was collectively happy of our efforts because we really like put it out there and like gave everything we had against indiana they just had the better team they brought back like I think believe like five or six fifth years. So they were like a stacked team. They were like the team to beat, and we really gave them a run for the money. Um, individually, um, I performed pretty, I was pretty happy with how it went. Um, I came back as a freshman of for me, um, I'll be being 20. And um, I had like PBs in all my races, got faster for every final. Um, we managed to get um, three relay titles, big 10 titles. Me records with me records, and then I ended up with a full set of like gold, silver, bronze in my individuals. Um, but for for the year, like the lead up of how the year went, I was pretty happy with the end result. It almost came as a surprise, honestly. But yeah, that was it. That's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. Well, it's nice to hear because obviously, as I said, you know, we just if, if we do find out anything, it's just on social media on a post that you guys yeah. do or, um, you know, that sort of stuff. So it's it's nice to hear, you know, from you guys individually. And Charlie Brown, what about yourself? You mentioned obviously that uh, is the season's over for, for you at the moment in terms of racing. Talk, talk to me about your season. How did you see yourself and how did you find fitting into, you know, the Arizona um, state team? <laughs> so when I remember when I first came I hadn't trained like consistently or properly because of COVID obviously for like at least three months or two months or something we were just training in the rock pools in the freezing cold but coming here I had never trained so consistently and like good I trained really good um yeah I'd never done that before just with Derek. So I train under Derek Schmidt and he is incredible. And Rachel um, oversees like the women's program as well. But I had such a good lead up. I was swimming individually. I was swimming really, really well at our dual meets as well. Um, yeah, I did some really good times. Just we do it all in like training suits, training cozies. Um, and yeah, I was doing really good, but I got COVID probably not too long ago now. So we just had packs maybe like a month ago. I was out for two weeks um, with COVID. I was waiting to get cleared. And I, I just struggled so much with that. I was trying to like do my own thing and try and stay fit, but it was really hard. So that set me back a little bit, but definitely not as much as I thought it would have. I was still, I'd put in all the work. I went to training. I've never experienced anything like that. It was tough, but um, it was good to get through it all with the team um 
And overall, my team has been doing really good as well. The women's <laughs> has been amazing. So we have three fifth years who came back um, and they are amazing. They lead this team in and out of the pool. They're so incredible. And Erica just won the 500 freestyle at Pac-12s and Emma Nordine was in it. And just those, those girls and Nora together, they're really good leaders and I really want to follow in their footsteps. But we, our men's team hasn't raced yet at our conference meet. They start um, in a couple of days, but that is going to be pretty exciting. We've got some big names on our men's team. Yeah, nice. I don't want to get bogged down on, on COVID talk, but obviously uh, one thing that I've noticed as a coach is that everyone comes back from COVID differently and it affects everyone differently. And how did you sort of go in your comeback from that? Because I think what people don't understand is, although it's flu-like symptoms, the recovery from it is sometimes a lot different. I mean, I had it myself and I, I you know, I didn't sort of stay in bed too long, but I didn't sort of bounce back up to my feet really quickly like you normally would from a flu. And, you know, in terms of the swimmers, we've got to make sure we're looking after them and slowly building them back in. We don't want to, you know, get back into it too quickly. How did you go with your recovery from it? Um, I, yeah, I struggled a little bit. I just think I, my body was exhausted. I was kind of just exhausted and because I had symptoms for one day I had a sore throat for one day and then I felt fine but getting back into that pool the next week I that I just struggled holding my breath like that was the biggest thing trying to because obviously there's a lot more turns short course yards and underwaters that's what was tough for me trying to hold my breath again but uh yeah like I just knew mentally that I'd done all the training before packs in winter training. I knew it was all there and I just had to be really careful about how I pushed myself coming back. And I think getting cleared and like talking it through with Derek um, at each session, we'd just check in and we'd kind of see how I was feeling that day. And just based off of that would be how much I would swim. Mm. And just that kind of took the pressure off me mentally as well. Cause I was really, really worried. I was like, Oh, we've got packs. Like I really want to do my best for the team, but doing my best was taking it slowly and making sure like about the whole long run four years, not just trying to get straight back into it. Yeah. yeah. Just focus. On yeah. Mate, you hit the nail on the head. That's why I doubled up on the question was because uh, I think even for us here in Australia at the moment, you know, there's so much coming up with either, you know, state opens or we're not that far away from age nationals and stuff like that. So, um, there can be that tendency if you get COVID to be like, oh, we've, you know, we've got to get back in. We've, you know, you've only got a week to go. Or someone might be trying to qualify for something. And, you know, health does have to come first because, in as you mentioned, you could do more damage than you'd like to do if you come back and just try and get straight back into it. So, mate, I love that answer. Now, Mr. Charlie Hawk, uh, how's Alabama University been going and how have you been going in your performances? Yeah, good. Um, we came off a really strong uh, SEC performance. Our men got equal second, women got uh, equal third. Oh, no, sorry, just third, um, which I think is our, for the men's size, our best finish in 37 years, I think it is. So that was um, really awesome to be to be part Congrats. of that sort of, um, thank you. Yeah, it was awesome to be part of that team um, experience and sort of, you know, making history in, um, in terms of the swimming and diving side of things. And Personally, it's sort of same thing as what uh, Charlie was going off of. Um, it's been definitely a, a difficult season. You know, I was, I broke my arm towards the start of the season. So I was in a cast for six weeks. So that was definitely um, 
hard to sort of, you know, like Charlie said, put health first and not try and push myself too much. You know, All right, I've got to ask, naturally. what did you do? How did you manage that? Uh, it's an embarrassing story. So it was, it was actually on a recruiting weekend as well. We had sort of like a really big downpour here in Tuscaloosa and I was running to try and get back into the dorms and just slipped and just <laughs> fell on my arm. Next thing you know, I'm in the hospital Ooh. getting an x-ray and they're telling me it's broken and I'm in a, in a cast for six weeks. So, oh, no. and that was like September last year. So right towards the start of the season. So, um, so unlucky. What, what did coaches, what did the coach say? Look, it was it was definitely a tough phone call to make <laughs> to the coach to tell him that I'm out for six weeks after I'd only been in the water for two weeks to begin with. But um, uh, he's Aussies. Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I was swimming one armed. I, I had some funny little like contraption over my cast because it wasn't even waterproof. So I had like a little balloon looking thing over my arm for six weeks and was swimming one armed. Um, so I almost was going in circles at one point. But um, nice. it was definitely. Definitely a, a, a tough season, but, you know, to come out and, you know, swim what I feel like a good times, you know, it, it's hard first year here in, in the States because, you know, we don't really have a concept of what we're supposed to go in terms of yards. Mm. You know, you can search up your time conversions all you want, but it's not always going to be exact. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I had a good progression from, you know, where I was at mid-season to where I was at SECs. Um, and, you know, in terms of training, same thing as what sort of Charlie and Alex said, you know, it's been such a good training experience, you know, again, that, you know, three, four months of really hard work in um, like nothing I've ever experienced before. And, you know, trusting that that training will come to, you know, all that hard work will really pay off in the end. And um, yeah, that the week of SECs was a, a crazy week to, to see what everyone can do and be in that environment and post some good times. And I've just, as I mentioned to you earlier, just come back from a last chance invite um, at University of Georgia and I dropped even more time there. So that was another cool experience just to learn how it all works. Yeah, very nice. Now, I've got to ask, because you mentioned the short course yards, how do you guys enjoy racing that? I know, Quashie, before we uh, before you went over there, I had you on the podcast and we talked about it and you were, you were throffing over that. You were very excited to get over there and race. So uh, how have you guys enjoyed uh, this? I'll just throw this open to everyone. How have you guys enjoyed uh, racing short course yards? Coach, I think this goes I to you it. first. You're the, the you're the underwater specialist. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, I was, I was the ex- It didn't really, it, it matched expectations to an extent. So, like, I really thought that I would thrive in, because it was short course yards, so it's shorter than even short course meters. So there's less swimming. But what I noticed was, um, because there's less swimming, you have to go straight into underwaters again. And especially if I'm the type of athlete to go 15 underwater for every war it exhausts your legs really quickly. So I noticed I couldn't go over like the, um, for instance, like a 200, like maxing off all my turns as I would in the short course meters versus short course versus long course meters. Cause I did that and I died virtually every last 50 of every race. Um, but it's just, it's fun. Like everyone hears they have to train the underwaters because short course yards is basically the go now. Right. Um, so it's good working the um, skills and like the details of things. But it's really different to short course meters in the sense that you have to bounce off a wall and go straight to another turn, essentially, and your legs get no rest. So you need to really build up the aerobic capacity for your underwaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Charlie, what about you? Which one? 
Well, Charlie Brown was about to answer before, so let's go with Charlie B. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it so much. I honestly thought a 25 yards was going to be smaller than it even is now. But, yeah, mm-hmm. like Alex was saying, like my legs, like they – they just sting. They you're just swimming and they're just constantly singing. But uh, yeah, the underwater's here. It's incredible. So so many people are just so good at underwaters. And like I thought I was pretty good at underwaters, but coming here, you just like it's just a whole nother level of just greatness of people being able to push off the walls and literally people here, they can do everything. They people do every race, every distance, every stroke. Sure. Um yeah, and everyone's so strong, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, nice, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, definitely coming into this, I was more of a, a long course type of swimmer, so it's definitely been a huge learning experience. To, you know, talk um, talk through just sort of like the strategy. Um, you know, swimming a, a five hundred free, um, it is a lot harder to go fifteen meters off every wall as much as you'd like to. So just sort of talking through it with like with my coach Reed, um, you know, how, how many kicks do I get off that wall? Just trying to hit a kick count um, and really improving. Like, I feel like that's one way that my swimming has really uh, taken a step forward moving over here is that huge focus on, on the skills, getting everything right and getting that underwater um, really perfect um, because it does make so much of a difference. Like, um, yeah, if your underwaters are lacking, then you're losing half a blade length off every single wall, which as what you said, comes around so fast. Um, so you really just can't afford to to be at that deficit. Yeah, nice. Well, it sounds like it's a it's a transition for you guys, but definitely a, a welcome one and one, as you said, Charlie. That you know you probably needed to work on those areas anyway. So it's been perfect for you. Um, any favorite moments so far in terms of you know your competitions? Uh, is there been a standout moment? Oh. Might be individually, might be with the team, maybe uh, you know. You, you've got to witness something that you, you know, you maybe hadn't seen before in terms of a really close race or the atmosphere. Um, Charlie Brown, I'll start with you. Have you had any, what's your favorite moment so far? Um, I've got, I'm trying to think, I've got a couple of our mid from our mid season races watching just Emma Nordine swam. So incredible at that meet. Um, in the 500 and the mile it's yeah the mile it's a long way but she is so good just watching her um train through that meet and just like demolish it was incredible and then also watching leon put up some of the fastest times um Mm. the whole in the world basically um yeah seeing that is incredible but my own favorite moment um i think I really enjoyed, I really liked um, winning a race at a dual meet in the 200 backstroke for my team. It was so special, um, just touching the wall and looking up and seeing that number one, knowing you get all the points for your team. It's such a good mm-hmm. feeling when everyone's there cheering for you. And my team likes to yell, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> so um, oh, really? that was really <laughs> <laughs> I got to get them to do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Hawk, what about you, mate? Um, in terms of personal highlights, probably, uh, I mean, it, although it wasn't my fastest meet, like my mid-season or maybe my first dual meet back after my broken arm, which was against LSU, just sort of being able to come off that injury and, you know, post some some good times and score some good points for the team, sort of what Charlie touched on. Um, 
you know, it's it's such a big team environment that, you know, when you can, you know, put up a good performance for your team and get some points uh, and seeing them sort of like rally behind you is a really incredible, you know, experience. And then um, at the last chance meet this past weekend, you know, dropping pretty much a second in my 200 free and putting myself in a good position to hopefully make NCAAs was an incredible feeling to just like scrape in that last moment. Um and on a team aspect, we had um, one of our swimmers, Derek Moss, win the 100 and 200 breaststroke at um, SECs, which was just sort of like such a crazy experience to see the team get behind him. And, um, you know, everyone really comes together and rallies. And, you know, even though it's not – I wasn't even in the race, like, at all, it just it just feels like you're, like, almost more excited for your teammates when they do well than yourself. It's – yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Koshi, finish yourself, mate. So, um, I think there were like two meets that started the year off, like one at Notre Dame where they stood up and we did and we managed to beat them. That was like, because these were like us getting closer to um, Big Tens. And this was also my first meet after I also got COVID during Christmas. And then um, that was a really good meet to like regain some confidence. And then right after that, we had Michigan. And Michigan won last year for the Big Ten. So they were the – well, they, this year they didn't really seem like the team too big because Indiana was just st- stacked. But they were, we hadn't beaten them for 50 years. And, um, well, actually we had beaten them one year like 30 years ago or something like that. But apparently we gave up the um, rest of the season just to win Big Tens – or just to win that meet and then we did poorly at Big Tens. So the fact that we beat Michigan for the first time in 50 years, like I know it meant a lot for my coach, Mike Hume. Um, cause he was livid. Like he was just jumping the entire time and it was just fun to see. And it wasn't like, it wasn't hard to beat. <laughs> as like, not of a dickish way to say, but, um, just the fact that we did it for the team type thing and it was like something new that was really good. And then we, we had really like had so much momentum from those two meets alone at the start of the year going into big tens that it went from just like Indiana being this Goliath of a team to like, we can give it a shot. And then the whole meet, the whole big 10, like was just like, like SECs and Pac-12 would have been just like one of the most um, like pumped up and like exciting atmospheres to be around and just being able to like be a part of like the relay teams that we had. Cause I think the relay teams that we're going for, hopefully trying to contend for NCAA titles just being part of that type of like relay and then a team um, like that, it really meant a lot and hadn't experienced anything like that or that kind like back home. So it's just been a crazy experience still. Yeah, well, I've, I've got to ask, so we've, we obviously talked a lot about the swimming side of things, but, you know, you guys have been over there for a while. What's college life been like for you guys? Have been, you been able to sort of get around some college football games? Have you immersed yourself in that sort of culture over there? I mean, I'm not overly sure about the others, but I know Alabama has a, a huge – I think they're very good in, in college football, aren't they? And they're one of the best teams. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is probably a, a sensitive topic for Alex at Ohio. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we we went to – we won the SEC championships and I went to the national championships this year, which we unfortunately lost to, to UGA. But – yeah, we're the historic program here at Alabama in terms of football. We won the national championship last year. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a whole nother level. Like, you know, it, you, there's a football game on a day and the football game doesn't say, the football game starts at like one. It doesn't really start at one. It starts at like 10 a.m. Yeah. when people start to go tailgate. 
um, you know, we have this big like grass area called the quad and it's just full of tents and people already partying and, you know, you sit at the game for, unfortunately, like, I don't know how they do it at the other schools, but here the freshmen have to save the seats for the rest of the swim team. So if you're there for the full game, you're there for like six hours <laughs> at a time. And it's, uh, it's really is just like a whole nother experience. Um, like, especially like being down South, it is just, everything's just football, football, football. Mm-hmm. What about for mm. you guys? Do you want to hear Jolly? Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually still know nothing about football here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, the atmosphere is crazy. It's incredible. Like, just seeing everyone from all aspects of college as well, like all the professors, they all get into it. Um, I, I, <laughs> I like the um basketball games I like going to the basketball games and just um with the other sports we live in like a dorm with there's water polo girls near us there's girls on the track team um people on the basketball team they all live we all live together we all see each other in the dining hall so going to the water polo games are exciting as well um we have a really good women's water polo team so yeah I like that as well yeah nice yeah um yeah, so I, like Charlie as well, know nothing about football, <laughs> absolutely nothing. And then they tried, like, force-feeding it to me, like, a lot earlier on in the season. And, like, like I, I bring the energy, but I just have no idea what I'm cheering for, like, just for asking <laughs> the winner, yeah. Um, but no, so, I love it. I bring the energy, but I just don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know what I was doing. But <laughs> you could see it in just, like, the faces and, like, the emotions of everyone else. And, like, I just love that. And I love feeding off that as well, like. If it really meant that much to them for something, it's probably like you got to be insane. So OSU, <laughs> I think we had a choke season. I think I don't know, we messed up or something. I thought everyone was telling me we had a good team, and I was like, oh, that's good. And then we lost the first one. Then it just we came back, and then we lost again. So I was like, it was a rollercoaster of emotions outside of swimming, I guess. But um, it definitely meant a lot more to a lot of other people than it did to me. But it was a crazy like atmosphere, like crazier than anything I part of like, but I wasn't even in the game. So it was just, I felt like an audience yeah. member. Well, outside yeah. of that though, don't you, you like your basketball, don't you mate? Have you been to any yeah, other I games? I love your basketball, but no, cause it's like 10 bucks. <laughs> no way you have to pay. Yeah. No, we, we, get, free here. we get the student yeah. athlete tickets for football, but then for basketball, I think it's like 10 bucks or something or the occasional one where it's free. And then I'm like, I can't be bothered after that. I'll just watch the <laughs> NBA instead. <laughs> Oh, 10 bucks. I mean, 10 bucks isn't that much, though. I mean, that's no, a typical uni no. student, like, huh? response, yeah, like, oh, 10 I One of my swimmers the other day, we come out to, uh, to SOPAC, and he's like, oh, do you know where free parking is? I'm like, what do you mean? Just park it. He's like, no, I'm a uni student, man. I've got to find free parking. I can't pay for parking. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> <Frugal>. <laughs> uh, hey, talk to me about your training programs, in particular sort of how they differ to where you guys have come from. Now, obviously, I'm talking to three swimmers from New South Wales. Alex, you know, coming from Auburn, Charlie from Manly, Charlie from Hunter. Similar systems, I'm assuming, so similar backgrounds. Talk to me about, you know, the, the difference in the program, the coaching styles, uh, things that you've learned, picked up, things that maybe it could have even been similar. You might have been, oh, shit, this is actually similar to what I've been, I've been doing. Or maybe polar opposites. Um, Kwashi, I'll start with you, mate. What, what have you noticed in training programs and coaching? 
Um, immediately, like the first thing that pops in my mind is like the gym here is insane. Oh, they call a lift. Like the lift here is insane. Um, we have our gym coach. He's a um, former Navy as well. He's hella strict. The fact like doing gym, a part of the team doing the same thing and having to do cheers and cheer each other on. Like that's, that's a necessity. You have to like cheer each other on and everything. And um, it's just insane. And then we do like this in for gym anyway, we do like a lactate circuit type thing. So you think lactate in the pool, but think lactate outside of it with like battle ropes, like um, push presses and stuff like that. It really gets your body dead and everything. Gym was like the biggest thing for me. I didn't look like I've bulked or anything, but that's also because I felt like I was in and out of the water and like training a lot because I could never stay healthy this whole year. Um, but to the swimming itself, I think this was one thing that Cable had already said before I came here and it stayed true was the fact that my intel at New South Wales with N-Swiss, like no one else really did two fly and the Eddie did like the one fly. So it was like I'd train with him occasionally and then a very free I'd go with like Josh Hurts and stuff like that. But here you have three, four other guys that will do the two fly, two IM with you. Mm. You have two other guys that will do like the one free. I've got like, we went one, two, our team went one, two, three in the 100 free. So there was like guys that I could train with for sprint free. There was just more competition. It's not, but it's not, not as like, it's not as um, honed in and more specifically just for you, like the program itself. Like it's, it was a little bit different when I moved from Auburn to N-Swiss because yeah. at N-Swiss it's a smaller program. Cable could like focus on all of us. But here it's kind of gone back to generic, but generic means there's more competition. And um, mm. though you give up a little bit of like small detail in it, you get a lot more from just competing with everyone else every single day at a high level. And yeah. everyone's like aiming to get the same thing and that's a big championship at the end right so yeah more team fun. training rather than you know specificity in terms of you know individual training for yourself so uh and as you say it it works on on both levels mm -hmm. there's positives and, and negatives no doubt so uh charlie brown what about you mate how's your training coaches you mentioned the coaches a little bit before but training wise how's it differed from from manly i think coming here it's been a big change for me definitely like Alex said about the gym program, the lift program, it's I when I was back at Manly, I was part of N-Swiss and I would do like gym once a week for an hour, pretty much just body weight stuff. But coming here, like I've actually started lifting more and I feel so much stronger um, and just because you're pushing off so many more walls all the time, like you just have to be so much stronger and it's definitely helped and it's definitely like like helped my swimming, progress my swimming. Um, and the swimming program, like Alex said, again, it's a lot more like racing. I know at Manly we had, um, especially while Olympic trials was coming up, it was very tailored, very specific towards me, my 400 IM, and like the couple of us from Manly who were going. Um, so coming here, yeah, I think training in a group of girls is really um, like – has been a big change for me as well. Um, yeah, there's just all the girls here. We push each other at training so much. We're cheering each other on and like pushing each other to do our best. And it's, yeah, that has been a change because at Manly, I like, I like to race the guys a lot. I know Cal and Jordan, they, I was there with them, Kyan and Ollie and Logan, but um, 
Yeah, I definitely think that joining a group of girls has mentally helped me as well, because when I was with the boys, I was like, oh, just wing it like you'll beat them. And now coming here, like I'm actually starting to realize like I, I can do this when I'm up there with them. And yeah, it's really helping me mentally. But the programs, it's a lot. Yeah, like you said, it's not as specific towards me, but it's different in a good way. Yeah, nice. Charlie Hawk, mate, you're on mute just in case you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> there we go. There we go. I mean, we did so well. We we're going good for about 45 minutes. The next minute, Quashi's yeah, camera bad. is off and he's in there. Now you're on mute. So, I mean, it was bound to happen at some stage. You're right, mate. It was. I think I disconnected for a second there. But, um, no, I think, um, I think Quashi and Charlie really hit it on the, the nail on the head. Like, it's just definitely more gym focused or like weights or lift, as they call it here. Um, so definitely feeling like I'm getting stronger um, and then just like so much more racing, you know, being in a group of, even though I'm uh, more in like the distance focus group here, um, you know, being able to, you know, you're in the middle of a hard set, you know, for us where, you know, five, six, seven K in and you just hurt, but you can, you know, look to your left and your right and you've got two other guys or girls, you know, that are feeling the same thing and you're pushing them and then they're pushing you. And it's just a really good, uh, environment, you know, everyone's feeling like really positive. Everyone's here to do the same thing, you know, get it done, put the work in and then hopefully swim fast, you know? Um, and even, even, you know, in the middle of those train sets, you really feel like that team attitude comes out. Like, um, a lot of the guys here will be like, you know, with, you know, one or two reps left to go, we'll be like, you know, let's go Bama, like, come on, let's push it, you know, really get behind each other. Um, and that's really awesome to have just like, you know, you know that they're the guys that are going through the same thing as you and they're there to push you. And it's just a really good sort of, it's a good environment to be part of and really just like nurtures the hard work and fast swimming. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I guess that's the one sort of takeaway that I'm gleaming from this, from, from all three of you too, is that, um, you know, when you've got your own program, your home program, I know as you get older, you're making the choice to get up and go to training. But as a young kid, you know, sometimes mum and dad are chucking you in the car. Sometimes you feel like you've just kind of got to go along with it all. But in terms of you guys, you've gone, you know, to college specifically for swimming. You want to be a part of it. You want to be a part of that culture and that team. So, you know, when you're all in it together, you're looking across and you're looking across at other boys or girls who are there for the same reasons, which can only be uh, inspiring, as you said. Um, what's the best piece of advice you guys have gotten so far from either a coach or a teammate? Is there, Has anybody given you a piece of advice about training or competing over there where you're like, oh, that was gold? Like I didn't, you know, they once they fed that to me, everything sort of made sense a little bit more. Hmm. Charlie, I'll start with you, Mr. Hawk. I can't really pinpoint like any particular quote or piece of advice but it sort of is just that like I, I mean the best way to say it is just like you know we say let's go Bama here or like come on Bama and it's just you know we we say you do what you do like for the A so for the Alabama A you know you race for the A you train for the A you know you're part of the team you do it for the university and that's probably you know doing it for something like bigger than yourself I think I look back to it was a couple of months ago now one of our coaches uh wrote up something which it seems quite silly, but it was one plus one equals three. And he wrote that up on the whiteboard. Um, and basically like, you know, doing something with, with someone else, you know, pushing someone else, it, it equates to something bigger than just like what the two of you are doing. Um, 
So, you know, doing it for others um, and just like something bigger than yourself, I guess. Yeah, nice. Kwashi, what about you, mate? Any piece of advice swimmers or or maybe a coach has given you since you've been over there? I mean, like, a really well-known one would just be like trusting the process because it's such a different way of approaching things competitively, like competitions, training, it's, everything's just different here. And you can easily just get sceptical with like what has worked with you in previous years. And I, I think that was the case for me. I think maybe it was quite like a little bit arrogant with it earlier on as well. Um, and it was, I was finding it really hard to um, follow it with it. And then by the end of it, uh, I think I bought into the system. And then when we came up to the racing, I think at big terms that really paid in my favor because of the fact that I had like trusted by the end of it, the um, training that I'd put into it. And at the end, it was just, you know, putting out a performance that you can just because you've trusted the process through the season. So I think it's, it's a really cliched one, but trusting the process really means a lot because if you don't trust the process, you're like dealing with more conflicts outside of the fact that you're struggling. Yeah. Mm. Charlie. Um, I can't think of anything specific right now, but I, I know Bob Bowman has definitely said something. I just can't think of it right now. But um, <laughs> um, but one of the girls on the team actually said her best, her own best swim came from when she was cheering and was so happy for her best friend, her teammate who had just um, done like really well in her own race. So I think um, something that, I've learned no one's really said it. You kind of see it in the older girls and you see it being a part of the team. Mm. Um, any team, like you get lifted when the team is lifted and just pushing others is going to push you too to do your own best. Yeah, nice. Now, I, I don't want to get too bogged down in technical sort of talk um, because obviously, you know, we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are parents or, or young swimmers that, you know, they fall asleep if we start talking too much about, you know, uh, specific training styles. But I, I'm interested in terms of when you guys are there, you're in it. Over here, obviously, in Australia, we've, you know, we've, we're training aerobic, we're training, an, training anaerobic, we're training um, speed, might be power, might be capacities. That's, you know, follow me if you can. If you guys over there, what are you, is it more race specific training? Are you in the red zone hurting probably a lot more than you have been in terms of over here? If you, if you know what I mean? So if you look at your long term, you know, your week, you know, maybe you've got two or three sessions where you might be in the red, but outside of that, it's more aerobic or more speed looking at your capacities over there what's the training like through a week? Is it more time in the red zone or, you know, is it similar? I think I, I if this is where I had like the um, conflicts with how the coaching and like training and stuff was going early on because back um, with Swiss Cable had like everything set out. It was like everything was planned. Whereas this one, it almost felt like everything was just thrown at us without, it felt like there was no thought behind it, but realistically there was. Um, I think generally, so yeah, I was saying like you have like back home, we had like three, four quality sessions in a week and every other session around that of the nine sessions was designed around it, whether it be aerobic and like recovery, right? Whereas here it felt like there were that we'd go like three or four sessions straight of like just absolute nightmare. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then I was like, I was just not having it, you know? What yeah. I mean? Anyways, but they do like 
all sorts of training. They just throw everything in, like power, anaerobic, aerobic, speed, and everything like that. Um, they were trying to like kill me by chucking me with the distance guys for aerobic sessions, every aerobic session pretty much, and then sprint with all the other guys. Like I had to go on both spectrums, and I just wasn't feeling any of it. But by the end of it, like they kind of explained it, and they tried to match it with how like lift was and everything and that's why they did what they did mm-hmm. um but the training itself i think it's a bit more like crazy minded but it works <laughs> in a way whereas cable was just like what everyone else is doing this is like how we should just stick with the approach because that's what all the other elite programs in australia were doing whereas here's like they want to do it their way so they just kind of like incorporate different weird like yeah methods <laughs> Yeah, well, I could imagine for you guys it'd be an adjustment period. I mean, there's and there's many ways to skin a cat, isn't there? Let's be honest. I mean, it's not a great saying, but it it, it still rings true. There's there's many ways to to do it, and obviously, you know, the college systems over there are producing phenomenal, talented swimmers that go on to to bigger and better things. So, uh, no doubt, you know, the the systems are, are working, but they it just you know to your point, Alex, you know, they're very different, and obviously the adjustment period. You know, and you've got to humble yourself and fall into line a little bit, which, you know, is easier said than done. I can imagine for myself it would be easier said than done as well because I don't follow uh, the rules very easily. Um, Charlie Hawk, what about yourself, mate, in terms of the training over there? Um, yeah, as I said, have you, do you find yourself spending more time in the red zone? Hopefully you guys understand what I mean by that, more lactate sets and, and you know, pretty much hurting for most of the set or or you know as i said have you found similarities in terms of your sessions at home where there's a little bit more um room to breathe between those sets um i mean there's definitely been a big change like coming from um hunter which is a program renowned for just k's upon k's upon k's you know we were averaging seven seven and a half you know long course or meet like long course meter k's like every day um which you know is a lot uh and coming over here like it, i definitely feel like in in some ways you can almost find a little more purpose in in sort of what you're doing um you know whether you're doing some race pace like we do some really good stuff with is like race sims um where basically you're simulating what a 500 will feel like and ideally what a 500 pace will be um so you know it, it's it can definitely be I find it definitely can be easier to sort of, you know, when you are hurting, when you are in that red zone um, to sort of like really step back and think, why am I doing this? You know, this is how I'm going to feel on that last 50 of that 503 or that, you know, that two fly. Mm. Um, But then there is definitely um, days in between where, you know, it is more based at like that, you know, aerobic, just like maintenance or aerobic recovery where, you know, even if you're feeling like amazing, um, and you're like, you know, I really want to push at this session. It might just not be like the time to, you know, if, because, you know, if you're pushing really like trying to, you know, hurt yourself on an aerobic session and then you get there that afternoon and all of a sudden they expect you to go at race pace or like under for an extended period of time and you hurt from the morning, like you definitely sort of have to take a step back and really, um, really think about what you're doing more. I feel like there's definitely more purpose here. Um, not discrediting any sort of like just straight K's because obviously that, you know, keeps you very fit, but um, it's just definitely the way that I've noticed it's different. 
Yeah. As I said, back to it, many ways to skin a cat. There's, exactly, you know, and especially yeah. if you're getting results from it, just might not work for some, might work for others. And I mean, you, you were getting great <clears> success uh, with that training anyway. Charlie Brown, uh, I know that Mr. Bob Bowman has his different fruits. Um, there's oranges and all the dip. I think it's three different groups, isn't there? And three different fruits. I don't. I know he's not your. Oh, there's five now. Bloody hell! Uh, How many fruits in the fruit <laughs> basket? But <laughs> what what is what has the training been like for you? Obviously, he's not. Uh, you know, your coach, but obviously the systems I would assume would be fairly similar. What's it been like for you? So, yeah, I had to learn that coming here it was about like building throughout the season and not just jumping straight into it and going, going, going. Because at Manly, that's kind of what I was doing. I'd be going fast all the time and coming here. Yeah, like kind of what Charlie was saying, kind of like a different purpose for every each session, each day and building with the gym program as well. Um, so especially in the beginning of the season, I found myself and my group doing um, a lot more yards. So I'm in the Apple's group where a girls group um of like where the sort of the mid-distance girls group of like every stroke there's a there's a distance distance group which has like the milers in it then there's us then there's a sprinter girls group which do like the 1500 and they have they really focus on the power sessions um mm -hmm. like a lot more than my group does and then yeah there's bob's group and then there's this men's sprint group and they're under Herbie and Herbie's been doing a few podcasts recently as well. And he's been sharing like his thoughts and stuff about his program. Um, but yeah, coming here more yards, definitely the biggest thing I struggled with was um, the warm up yards in the warm up and just swimming and swimming like at Manly and we'd jump in, we'd do our Baywatch and it was so fun. We'd have like two 100s Baywatch and we'd all have a chat. And here, like, I remember, I just remember one time it was like, not one time, like a lot of the time it was like 800, 600, 400, 200. And that was just the biggest thing for me to kind of um, get used to. But yeah, like Charlie was saying as well, I think there's a lot more focus for me and my group doing pace on kind of shorter interval times, like, like it would be in my 400 IM in a 500 freestyle, because that's kind of like the races I'll be doing, my 200 backstroke, 200 IM as well. Um, those distances so yeah doing those under pressure when you're fatigued I think there's more of a focus on that for me yeah nice now for all the listeners who don't know what we were talking about in terms of the different fruits Bob Bowman <laughs> eat as Charlie you know kind of alluded to each there's five different groups now you said you were apples can you give us the do you know the four other fruits yeah so I'm the apples um my roommate Hannah she's Canadian she's in the Kiwis they're the sprint girls the sprint men's is called the mangoes and the distance group are called the grapefruits and Bob's group are the oranges. I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble if it's not right. <laughs> right. Well, I don't, I, I, I don't know because when I spoke to him, I don't remember five fruits. So I don't know if he's, he's added a few different fruits. I, I, I remember hearing three. And I remember mm -hmm. going back to my own program thinking, okay, how am I, I going to, you know, you learn from Bob Bowman, like, let's, all right, let's put this to work. Yeah. So we're going to do three <laughs> different groups. And I'm like, what, what fruits am I going to, and I couldn't get the scent. I'm like, I'm not calling them fruits. I can't do it. No one's going to take me seriously. If you're Bob Bowman, you can say it. Sure. <laughs> he could say whatever he 
likes and people are going to go, yes, Bob, you, yes. I'm an apple. Yes, Bob. But if Robbie Cox comes out and goes, you're an apple, people are going to what am I, an apple? No, thank you. I'm not an apple. So anyway, thanks, Bob, for that one. But, yeah, no, uh, for all the listeners who yeah might not know, there we go. We've explained that one. Now, before we finish up, I've got one more question um, before we actually wrap up. But I want to play a quick game of uh, Aussies or US uh, it's very simple. I'll just give you uh, an example and you're going to tell me who does it better, Aussies or in the US. Uh, and the first one is pizza. Ooh. Ooh. Aussies. Uh, Aussies. I'm going to have to give this one to the US. I'm going to have to give this one to the US. I haven't experienced a New York pizza yet. My roommate, one of my sweet mates is from New York. So once I... Try one of her New York ones. Maybe yeah. I'll say US, but for now, Oz. See, like, I'm not a fan of like the marinara. I just want like the barbecue meat lovers and then we'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound exactly like me. I'd be over there and be like, where's the meat lovers pizza? Just get me one there from Pizza Hut. All they do is your typical like pepperoni and like marinara sauce and stuff. <laughs> They're really simple with it. Uh, what about, obviously, this? Is, you've got to be a, a coffee lover to answer this question, but coffee, mm. who does it better? Australia. Australia. Yeah, for sure. There we go. Three. I do like Australia. Starbucks there. But Starbucks is just convenient. Like, that's yeah. it. That is true. Yeah. yeah. The next one is, I, I guess, I'm not going to say controversial, but it depends how long you guys have been over there for. What about humour? Who does humour better? Who, who's, oh, whose yeah, answer yeah. is? Oh, I'll, I'll Australia. Australia. <laughs> Everything Without here a doubt. Everything here is too sensitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't, you got to watch out. You'll get cancelled. You say something the wrong way. Yeah. We, we probably already upset people with this, especially you, Koshi, with some of the stuff you came out with. Good Lord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what, about, really, uh, um, what about shopping? Game. <laughs> um, shopping? Yeah, and doesn't it have to be like, you know, how good is it? What Just bang for your buck in I terms like of going shop. out and... I really mm. like the idea of fish shops. Fish shops are hella cool. Yeah. Um, the groceries, I don't know, yeah. I kind of miss Woolies. They don't have like those sausages from Woolies and Coles here. The yeah. sausages I tried to make. I tried to they make a sausage funny. sandwich the other day and <laughs> find the right ones. No, and also their bread here is like they put too many preservatives in there. Like it doesn't even taste like bread oh. anymore. Mm. You know, bread like yeah. lasts like about a week um, back home. Here it lasts in, like a couple of weeks, like a month even. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you can't be having that. Yeah, no. Anything that lasts that long is, is not good for you, that's for sure. Um, now, I feel like this one would be interesting. Live sports. Who does live sports better? Hmm. The actual sports? Aussies, well, I, I'm like just talking. Spectacle. Yeah. The more spectacle atmosphere. probably here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's more like gladiator style here. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, nice. I, I, you know, there's many reasons I do want to visit the US, but one of them is just, yeah, just to get around the sports and just do a tour of that. Um, yeah. And the last one is weather. What weather? And obviously, you know, you're all in different areas, so it could be different. But who's snow? Weather? Snow is cool. <laughs> snow is fun. I first saw first snow thing. for the first time. Yeah, yeah. same. That was fun. Mm. Um, I, I do love the Tempe. I do love Arizona and Tempe. It gets a little bit hot. I'm only going to say Australia. Oh, well, I guess the beach isn't weather. 
I miss I miss the beach. I'm just yeah, so emotional. I, miss the beach. <laughs> I think weather Australia as well because after a while, like the snow does get a bit irritating, <laughs> and like you have to like stack up yeah. heaps of like clothes and parkas and stuff, and it gets a bit too much. So I'll say Australia. I think I think Charlie and I being a little bit warmer of climate have sort of been it's been a little less of a change than probably what you have caught you but um i'm yet to experience a u.s summer so i'm gonna give it to australia for now but we'll see what the summer has to offer here (laughs) yeah Yeah, nice now my final question is this at some point in the future you three will be back in australia hopefully to continue your training live from your experience so far, what is the one thing you'd like to bring with you from the US to implement here in Australia for swimming? Not Let's not try and solve the world's problems here, just for, <laughs> just for swimming. And let's be honest, I wouldn't want you to bring anything back from uh, Americans' uh, systems outside of, outside of swimming anyway, because I don't know, <laughs> they're crazy people, everything. Uh, in terms of swimming, what would you bring back and implement over here? What have you got over there where you're like, actually, this would go really good back home? Charlie Hawk, I'll go with you first. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's hard to implement everywhere, but just the team culture. Um, I feel like it swimming very much felt like an individual sport back home. You know, you've got all of your friends and stuff that you you meet all around Australia and all around the world. But you know, here we like to say, you know, you're it's a brotherhood. And you know, even though half these guys might move all the way across the world, I'll, they'll always be my brothers. And I feel like that team environment is definitely something I'd bring back. Yeah, nice, Kwashi. What about you? If I could bring back the gym coach, that would be lit. Um, I think if you can like hire like a Navy, ex-Navy or the um, gym coach at any given like moment in time, you're pretty set. Um, I really like that, the gym and yeah, the culture and everything. Miss Charlie Brown, I'll finish with you, mate. What, what would you bring back? And obviously the boys have already said the culture. So is there, I mean, I don't want to make you have to really think outside the box, but is there something outside of that? I was going to say just like the facilities in general, like the pool here is, is fast. It's a good pool. And like the gym in general. And like, if, oh yeah, I was going to say the football field, if you could see like how huge this is, like that would be awesome. And ours isn't even the biggest, but um, yeah, just the facilities and the space. Like we have three pools. We have like a 50 meter pool. Oh, I guess it's not three because it turns into Short course yards the other way, but we've just got so much space for the pools, and that would be good. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, some of those stadiums are, are huge. They, I, I don't know if it's Alabama. I can't remember. What, one of them's like nearly a hundred thousand seat stadium, isn't it? Just at a unit. I think we have a hundred five thousand just for our college stadium. Like that's that's crazy. Um, you know, we we don't even have that just for like the Olympic Stadium. We had to have a hundred, not just for like a college stadium. So uh, that is huge, Charlie Brown. I'll I'll stay with you for the last one because um, it's been a blast to have you guys on, and thank you for for you know spending your afternoons with me. And I'm I'm so glad we managed to make this happen. But before we say goodbye, obviously your family and friends will be listening to this. Is there anything, Charlie, you'd like to say to your family and friends um, before we we say goodbye? Yeah. Oh, I want to say I miss them all so much. And I'm really glad that my friends and my family 
um, pushed me to come here and challenge myself in the first place. Um, they knew that it was such a good opportunity and I'm so glad that I can like come back and share all my experience with them, experiences with them. But yeah, I miss you guys so much. <laughs> and Kwashi, what about you? Yeah, same. I miss family a lot. Like not, not getting to spend like the Christmas and like the New Year's with them. Um, that was really hard. But yeah, so keen to see them, keen to see some of the boys back. Um, and then like, yeah, like, yeah, the friends and like different clubs that I have. Um, and I really want to go back to eat some food, like Asian food there. Asian food back home is even better. <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> ask about that, did I? Uh, Mr. Asian. Charlie Hawk, what about you? Finish this off. Yeah, I mean, I miss all of them so much, but they have made this transition as easy as it could be. You know, it's supporting me and, you know, helping me get over here and just being really my foundation for, you know, those first couple of weeks that we were over here. I'm sure it was challenging for everyone. And, you know, they all back home just kept supporting me and, you know, really just helped me so much. So appreciative of them and then so, so excited to come back and see them again. Well, listen, you three are champions. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep loving, more importantly, what you're doing, which I, I can get from this chat, absolutely. Stay in touch, and thanks again for coming on Off the Block Swing podcast. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it, Ollie. Today's episode of Off the Block Swing podcast is proudly brought to you by Pro Swim Workouts. I just want to-